Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you back. Hour two, and we're going to welcome in a Super Bowl champ, former Pro Bowler, of course, CBS Sports Network, Compass Media, NFL analyst, Steve Berline. You can find Steve on Twitter at Steve Berline, and he joins us now. First off, thanks for joining, Steve. We appreciate you. We'll get to the NFL in a second, but your boys have a big game this weekend. Here comes USC. You got to bounce back after a tough loss at Louisville. Do you expect Notre Dame to do so? Well, first off, thanks for having me. Uh, Thank you. I always enjoy coming on with you guys. Thank you very much. Um, you know, I, I don't have any doubt that we have a, a shot to beat USC. I mean, you saw what happened last week. USC almost got beat by Arizona. And uh, so it, it shows they're human. People are scoring a lot of points on them. Um, you know, I've, I've been disappointed uh, in, in my Irish so far to this point um, in, in several ways, all, I've, although I believe we can play with anybody. Um, and now that we have what I would consider to be a, a real quarterback in Sam Hartman, uh, although he has not, I don't think, played at the level that we really expect him to, at least recently. Um, and I think a lot there's a lot of factors that go into that, but I, I think most most importantly is that they're they're, they're not putting him into positions to be uh, as good as he can be. I, I believe, and uh, we can talk more about that if you'd like. But but really, I think we should have beaten Ohio State. I was at that game. I thought we were the better team, and uh, obviously the, the 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 loss last week was very disappointing. Um, and one that uh, I'm interested to see how we're going to come back and recover from that. Steve, is Marcus Freeman the right guy for the job there? I believe he is. Uh, you know, my confidence really hasn't wavered. I, I said this last year, um, and and I still believe that, you know, he's such a young guy um, and really no head coaching experience at any level. Um, I, I think that he's he's doing an incredible job of, um, leading that team, being accountable, taking it on his shoulders. He, he's coming out basically and admitting that he's not doing a good enough job and his fellow coaches, they need to do a better job of getting the team prepared to get the team ready. I think situationally he's made some some uh, uh, questionable decisions, and obviously we all know what happened uh, with the 10 men on the field, two plays in a row against Ohio State. Um, you know, those are mistakes that, if, if it were a coach that, um, you know, were, were much more experienced, there would be no excuse for it. And I'm not saying there is an excuse uh, for some of the things that have happened, but uh, what I do like about Marcus is that he's stepping up and, and accepting accountability for it and uh, putting it on his own shoulders. Now, obviously, there's going to be uh, some patience eventually that will run out on that kind of stuff, and he's got to get those things in order, and I believe he will. But we all knew there were going to be some growing pains and, and these are uh, unfortunately growing pains that have cost us in pretty key situations uh, so far this year. So Steve Berline, CBS sports 
Network's NFL Monday quarterback. Make sure you check that out. He was on the Eagles-Rams calls. We'll get to those two team in just a second. We were just talking to somebody that had an article about Belichick and Kraft's relationship, and it might not be great right now, Steve. I want to ask you about Belichick and, of course, questions about the game passing and body. He's got a listless team right now. And then I want to get your take on Mac Jones, if you could, the quarterback. Well, I think that's a, a very, um, you know, I think very deep topic to get into. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes with he and, and Kraft and all that stuff. I, I find it hard to believe that um, the game has passed him by, to borrow your quote there. Uh, you know, they, they're just obviously a a different team without number 12 back there. And there's been a lot of other changes as well. And, and uh, may, maybe his age is catching up with him. Maybe he is um, not quite as sharp as he used to be, or maybe he's lost his fastball a little bit. I don't know. Um, but I do know that having the right trigger man out there, the right quarterback, uh, can hide a lot of problems and can, can make you look good in a lot of situations. And nobody knows that more than Bell, Bill, Bill Belichick and, and – um, you know, they, they thought Sam or Mac Jones was the guy and it turned out to be that maybe that's not uh, a given at this point. I really thought he was going to thrive under Bill O'Brien and thought that they were going to uh, do a lot of good things and we were going to see some significant growth out of Mac Jones this year. Um, and the first game or two, I thought it was going uh, in an acceptable fashion, but what's happened the last three weeks um uh, really is unacceptable, and, and uh, he's obviously lost his confidence, uh, not 100% sure what he's doing out there, and he doesn't have the physical ability to hide some of that stuff. He's not a great uh, runner. He's not very overly mobile, and he doesn't have a great arm, and so um, he's got to beat you with his head. He's got to make good decisions. He's got to get the ball out on time and in the right spots, and he is not doing that right now, and I think it's because he's just he's lost a lot of confidence. When a quarterback does that, uh, when you lose your confidence, it's very hard to be successful. Steve, C.J. Stroud's gotten off to a tremendous start. We've seen some other quarterbacks have hiccups along the way that are rookie or younger quarterbacks. From your estimation as a former quarterback who played 17 years, kind of break down from a percentage standpoint, how important is, is the coaching to a quarterback success, the receivers, the offensive line, and then how much of that is on the quarterback himself and his ability in terms of what he can do? Well, all those things come into play, and – uh, you'll see as as time evolves here with C.J. Stroud and with Justin Fields and uh, a lot of these other young quarterbacks, um, and we're specifically talking about C.J. Stroud, what you look for, you know if you're uh, picked that highly as a quarterback, unless a team traded up to get you and established a good team traded up to get you, you're probably going into a bad situation or not not a great situation. Um, and, and I think that that is understood to an extent. I don't think that many franchises draft a, a player that high and expect them to come in and turn the franchise around immediately. It's going to be a two- to three-year process normally. But what they look for is the signs, the growth, the, uh, the flashes of, hey, this is what we saw in this guy, and this is why we're excited about him. And C.J. Stroud has shown that, you know, week in and week out, even in the games where he hasn't played his best or, and they haven't come out with a victory, he's making plays. He's making throws. He's, he's aggressive. He's confident. Um, and, you know, he's going to make mistakes. Everybody knows that. But I think Houston has got a lot of reason to be excited about the quarterback they've got right now because he's, he's stepping out there and playing football like a big boy right now. And, um, I think he, he doesn't, um, uh, you know, doesn't have any doubt in his mind that he belongs there and he, he carries himself that way on the field and that transfers and, and translates to his teammates. And uh, that's all very, very positive for Houston. Steve Berline, Sharp Money. So Steve, you had the Eagles at the Rams. So we know the Eagles and 49ers, let's put them over here, but you had the Dolphins in week one. Where do you have the Dolphins? Do you have them as a team that can compete with this Eagles team you just saw this past week? Yeah, I do. I think they can compete with the Eagles for sure. I think the, the Dolphins can compete with anybody. Um, you know, it, it's going to come down as it always does uh, in the NFL in the big games. 
the quarterback is going to have to step up and make some plays uh, to, to win the game. And we've seen the Jalen Hurts do it uh, to a, at a very high level over the last couple of years. And uh, we know that he's not going to be overwhelmed in the big game at the big moments. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to see that out of Tua at this level now. He, he showed flashes of it last year before he started having the, the injury problems with the head with the head trauma. But um, this year, the way he came out of the blocks, and I, I did the week one game against the Chargers, like you said, he, he was on fire. And uh, Mike McDaniel really, uh, I think, has found a, a comfort zone with what Tua likes to do, what he's comfortable with, where he's best. And then, of course, surrounding him with that kind of talent that he's got out there with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and the running backs, you know, A-Chain uh, or however you pronounce it. Uh, he's out, I know, now for a few weeks. But uh, they've got a lot of talent on that football team. And they've got players on the defensive side, too. I, I expect this to be uh, a really exciting game this week um, uh, and, and look forward to the overall matchup and watching the highlights when it's all said and done because I think there's going to be a lot of them. Steve, very quickly, we've got about a minute. The Cincinnati Bengals are 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. We, as a show, as a collective, made a wager on the Bengals to get to the Super Bowl. Are we dead? Are we okay. dumb? Or are we just taking the long <laughs> shot? And maybe there's some hope out there. It was a free bet, Steve. Well, it was a free bet. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, if they didn't have Joe Burrow and if he didn't show what he, what he showed last week as far as life and in, in, uh, the ability to – maybe get this thing turned around I would say you're crazy and the statistics don't lie you know it shows uh the teams that are in that position that have started out at 0-3 uh there's a one percent chance they're gonna uh, make it to the playoffs uh but with Joe Burrow I, I think it can be done if this team can get to somehow find its way to you know nine or even ten wins and squeak into the playoffs I don't think anybody is going to want anything to do with them because that would mean that they've turned it around and that they're playing really well and as we know, wild card teams can step in and, and find a way to get it done. It's happened many times in the past, and recently even it's happened. So, uh, you know, if Joe Burrow can get into the tournament, into the dance, uh, you guys might, might have something there, and I wouldn't put it past them. Okay. We like the confidence. Steve Berline, CBS Sports, Compass Media, of course, on the calls, and CBS Sports Network's NFL Monday quarterback does a great job, at Steve Berline on Twitter. We'll talk to you next time, Steve. Thanks for the time today. You got it, guys. Look forward to the next one. Thank See you. Ya. Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, boys. little three-point stance when we come back. And we've got Frank Reich. Well, if it's the quote that I, I think it is, it's you have to hear it. Lincoln Riley, he's bitter. Micah Parsons. And Jerry Jones talking about his quarterback. That's my quarterback. Sharp money. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw. VSIN, the sports betting network. Don't get bitter at me. Don't get bitter. We got you back here, Sharp Money. The big guy texting me. I was just letting him know he's insane. Listen, everybody knows it though. Dustin Sweetelson is insane. We welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw. Amal Shaw, not insane because how could you possibly be insane? He's never had caffeine. He's never had a drop of alcohol. He's never done any illicit drugs. He's never looked at pornography. He's never driven over the speed limit. Is there anything you've done? Do you have a vice in life? Have you ever broken the law? Have you done anything that you are afraid to admit here on the show? 100% in my late teens, early 20s, I didn't know which side of the law was going to be on. But I will tell you, if you want to learn about check kiting, how to scam a bank, give me a call. I can get you some money pretty quick. (laughs) Oh, okay. Those checks are bouncy over there, huh? Okay. We'll keep that on the low. I, I guess we're past I guess we're tell you something. I can, season, I can get so. you an interest-free okay. loan from American Express if you want. I can teach you how to do that, too. All right. Well, t- some mortgages, maybe a jumbo. Uh, maybe <laughs> jumbos, are t- jumbos are tougher these days. But listen, I, I have a couple of the right mortgage brokers, and this is a guy that's probably willing to approve a loan on a dead guy. <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody that can afford a loan, a jumbo loan for a big house is Jerry Jones. Okay, that's a transition for the records. Um, but first off, before we get to that, we do have, again, I think you mentioned them all. Um, these baseball games have been pushed back today. For some reason, I thought we were getting first pitch in this hour. It's next hour, and then you've got three games. So the first one up, of course, uh, today, and it's 2.07 with the first pitch. That is Atlanta at Philly. And then as it progresses, you've got Houston, Minnesota, 407 East Coast, excuse me, our time on the West Coast, so 707, and then a late first pitch in the desert, right? 907 East Coast, 607 our time, boys. Yeah, look, to me, when you look at these games, the, the best one is in terms of just on paper is the one that starts here coming up at our, our time, as you alluded to, 207. I know Dustin and I are on the same side. I like your plan. The Braves over on the team total. I just don't think Aaron Nola is that guy. When he came out of LSU, there were big expectations, pitched fairly well, but we never saw him take that next step forward. When I look at Aaron Nola, Patrick, I think he's a two, maybe a three, and he's trying to get paid like he's a number one. He'd need to have a couple more great postseason starts. He pitched extremely well. But with a caveat, that was against the Miami Marlins. Now you're facing a team that's historically great offensively, and it's probably going to be on a run sometime into the late 2029-30 era based on how well this team is constructed and how youthful they are. This is the game, if you're Aaron Nola, you want to get a big free agent deal. You shut down the Braves in a crucial momentum uh, pendulum swinging game number three. You've got an opportunity to do that. Yeah, that's like a a trivia question, big guy, that I think – most people would fail because they think you'd be doing shtick. Where's Aaron Nola from? New Orleans, Louisiana. Is <laughs> yeah. that shtick? I mean, come on. No, they named the city after his family. He's royalty there. Yeah, 100%. Um, if we're to rank the games. Ooh, that was a good quick break. Oh, that was a quick segment. I got time to go get my french fries. I started rolling up my sleeves. I was about to go take a gummy and have a day. Uh, the, show, the show's coming to an end. Hey, we're 45 um, minutes from first pitch. We got we to relax before the pitch. If we're ranking them, I think, as Amal said, I think you'd have to put 
uh, that one spot for Braves Phillies because the crowd's going to be freaking awesome. And we're just coming off that game two where the Braves woke up late. And then just because of how crucial it is, you got to go to the late game with the Snakes hosting the Dodgers. The Dodgers, their backs up against the wall. And I maybe it's just because I've seen so much. First off, Minnesota is nondescript. So that's one thing. But and they're no here every to, year. It's so but, weird. No, but speaking of here every year, I am so Houston Astroed out, oh. I can't even take it. <laughs> no, but I, like... That's why I think Texas saying we want the Astros. It's a dangerous, dangerous request. Like you don't write checks. You can't cash guys. Speaking of check bouncing. Speaking of them all. <laughs> hey, I told you the other day when Bill Eddie was on, I could teach you how to put prop swap out of business in about 10 minutes. Uh, we can teach that in the next, uh, next segment. Uh, I agree with you though. It's almost like, the Rangers fans calling for the Astros. It's like, don't make the yeah. Astros likable. <laughs> Stop it's, it. It's, it's and don't piss them off. But why disrespect Minnesota and Houston at the same time? Why, why even go there? Just give the standard answer. Hey, listen, we're going to play whoever comes up next. We're going to be ready for whichever team we face. Also, can we, can we also maybe take time to discuss the, uh, the celebrating after every series in I, baseball? No idea. Like, I don't know when this started, but every time you win a series, you don't need champagne. Maybe a beer, maybe a six-pack. You don't need to put on the goggles every time you win a freaking series. I think a team should do that next year. Opening weekend series, they take two out of three. They take the rubber game on Sunday. Close up the dressing room. Start with the champagne. This is idiotic. I you mean, don't I, see teams in the NBA, hey, we won four out of 16. Let's start celebrating. I'm good with the pennant. You win the pennant. Yeah, it's different. Do that. But, like, every single series. Like, here's what I want to see. And I will bet on this team. The team that wins a play, their first playoff series, we just see fist pumps, handshakes, and they go about their business. I will bet on that team to win it all. Wow. Dustin Sweetelson just pulled over the Rangers. He's the fun police. My goodness. Hey, did you guys see Scherzer? He wasn't in the locker room. He was that freaking burning man. <laughs> Dude, dial it back a little bit. Also, you thanks for contributing. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was capital T weaking. He was tweaking. Like, I don't know what the dude, like he's always dialed up and he always is a celebrator, but it looked like not pitching left him uh, maybe a little open to other celebrations as well. Cause well, he was going nuts. He's, he's it's easier, it's easier to party though, when you're not working. It's very true, but I expect him to go in the ALCS. No, I think he's coming back for sure. Yeah, no, he is. And then no, that'll I, I would agree. that'll help Texas too, because think about this: the weak spot of that roster is the bullpen. Now you're going to take someone that you were using in the rotation, maybe a Dane Dunning. You move him into a relief role. He might be able to let it go for two innings versus four or five innings, throw a little bit harder, and could be a good swing guy for you. I, I haven't followed this team that closely, but it seems like to me when you look at them as a whole. I think they've got a lot of likable guys on the team. When you start up the middle with uh, Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager, and then you look at Bruce Bochy, the manager, he's always had great success in the postseason. Some of these other guys like Evaldi, Montgomery, they've been around, not Montgomery as much, but obviously Evaldi's been around. It just seems like this team, I don't know, Max Scherzer may actually like them, unlike Steven Strasburg, who pitches once every seven years, then Bryce Harper, who doesn't run out ground balls. I don't know. Yeah. Bochi is like one of the best guys ever. I'm not positive he knew where he was yesterday, though. <laughs> like, like, Bo has Bochi and Forrest Gump ever been in the same room together? Well, For just, <laughs> Forrest Gump of a donk vibe, but great. Uh, I, I think we should give the ownership group a little bit of credit. You know, we complain about a lot of these teams not spending, not making moves. This has been one of the most active teams over the last few years. They gave Seeger and Simeon big money, but they've also made under-the-radar trades, like getting a guy from Mitch Garver for uh, Mitch Garver from Minnesota, good power guy who's now their DH. They they addressed the bullpen with Chapman in season. The whole rotation is guys they brought in from the outside. Like they're not afraid to add guys to the mix, and baseball needs teams like this. They've also drafted well and signed guys because like. Adolis Garcia is a damn stud in right oh. field. That guy is a beast. They call up Evan Carter. All he's done is mash. They have Lau. They have Haimu as an all-star behind the plate. Like, this is a very well-constructed team.
I got to tell you, I could not have been more wrong on this Texas team when they signed Marcus Simeon a few years ago or a couple years ago. I was like, what are they doing? This guy was making so many errors for the A's in the infield. He's had a, he's done a tremendous job. I was surprised that Seager came over. I felt like Seager was working for Scott Boris more than Boris working for him. You go from a team in the Dodgers that's going to be in the postseason every year to a Rangers team that I thought would lose 80, 80, 85 games this season. Instead, they go 90 and 72. They dominate the postseason. And now they're four games away from getting to the World Series. And we take a look at the updated World Series odds over at DraftKings. The Astros right now tied with the Braves, boys. Co-betting favorites at plus 295. You can start right now. A little bit of a price on the Braves, I guess. Rangers 3-1 to one, right behind the Astros and the Braves. The Phillies 5.5-1. to one. The Diamondbacks 6.5-1. to one. The Dodgers 17-1. to one. And the Twins, the Twinkies, are sitting 18-1 to one over at DraftKings right now. What does this tell you about the perception of the Atlanta Braves? They are tied at 1-1 in a playoff series. The Rangers have already won that series, and the Braves have shorter odds than the Rangers. It's pretty wild. It's one, it's one of the great offenses. It's one of the great offenses I've ever seen. I mean, I don't even think that's – obviously, that's not stretching much but, but, to say it's one of the great offenses we've ever seen. But, like, they've already been doing it for, like, three or four years together, and they probably have, like, another ten years together. It's it, an absurdity. It, really... it This is, like – you know when, like, your grandfather would talk about, like, the Brooklyn Dodgers and how good, like, whoever they even had. I don't even remember. Pee Wee Reese and Jackie Robinson. You're like, stop. Like, I, I don't even know if they, they can hit the ball over the fence. This is a team you're going to be telling your grandchildren about that you watched. Well, if you have grandchildren. <laughs> glad so, to the see way it's going for all three of us, I, I don't think it's happening, guys. I was getting ready to say, <laughs> glad to see you made that comment when none of us have kids. <laughs> Amal's grandkids are going to have an interesting... So it's called writing a fake check. And the reason that grandpa's behind... (laughs) Well, here's the point. I'm the closest... The reason we visit grandpa at a building with bars is... (laughs) I think I'm the closest of the three to having one. And guess what? I can't get someone to message me back on a dating app for the last three weeks. So that goes to show you. You're the closest to having grandchildren? Yes. You don't want kids in Amal. Who knows if he'll be, you know, behind bars by the time he gets married. You can have kids at a massage parlor. (laughs) (laughs) This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, shout out to our boy Bob in Albuquerque who just stopped by. He's a subscriber. He freaking loves it. You can too. VEASAN.com. Check out the betting splits part of the Pro Tools. Okay, NBA season is back, and that means, of course, hardwood handicappers, Kelly Bidlin and Jonathan Von Tobel. Mr. Pre-Workout is in a freaking mood, so I will warn you before we welcome him to the show. Jonathan Von Tobel, Mr. Contrarian, Mr. Attitude joins us here on Sharp Money. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Let's let him run. Just go ahead, run with it. What do you got here, JVT, Mr. Pre-Workout? Uh, I am here to request, no, nay, demand, demand. Patrick, you know, I, I, I think I'm a part of this show, right? I think we're, we're all part of a family here. I think I filled in for about three weeks. I want a cut of this Super Bowl ticket. He already. He, I want a cut. Listen, listen. I got some bad news for you. We already had to lock out the ticket. The ticket's already been lost. Get out of here. No, I'm not kidding you. We it had was to lock June, what it, it was laundry day. The You're day. You're lying. The day. No, we're not. Yeah. You're a liar. No. Uh, now you. This is our relationship. Y'all gonna lie to me after everything I've done for you? This thousand dollar free roll. Okay. Well, enough with the shtick. Thousand dollar free roll. What did you think of our? What did you think of our price? Actually, forty to one on the Bengals. Come I was gonna on, say GBT. I actually have no idea what it was. It's forty to one. Forty one on the Bengals. Yeah. I'm in. I like it. I, I'll, I can't wait to cash with you guys. <laughs> you were gonna like any you, ticket. Yeah, huh? exactly. What right. would you have done? What would you have done with the thousand dollar free roll? Forty to one on the Bengals. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> now, now you're just kissing our ass. You're no, not even no. being. You're not even being truthful. In, in all seriousness, I know I do like it. Uh, I think if you look at so, as you guys know, I'm a modeler now, so it's my identity. And one of the things that has stuck out every week in, in updating the Cincinnati Bengals is the, the model has consistently liked them because while they have not played particularly well, Burrow's numbers have been like pretty solid. Like yeah. he doesn't put the ball in danger. It's not a high turnover worthy play rate. Some of it has to do with accuracy. There's some drops in there as well. Like those are all fixable issues. So if you start to get a little bit more comfortable with this offense 
and in an AFC that looks, you know, pretty mild at best outside of the top two, no, I think it's a very good thing to do it. Come in and buy low on a team like Cincinnati. When you say top two, who's the second team behind Kansas City? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, Miami, I think, is probably the second best. I think the difference between them and Buffalo is uh, minimal. And I think, of course, because Buffalo won the game, you can give them the edge. But I love what they've done offensively. You are redlining on pre-workout right now. Don't lie to did me. Did you snort Do it? Do not lie to me. Uh, you no, are redlining. We did just record about uh, 15 team previews in the NBA. Uh, and as I have told people, the NBA is my cocaine. So, you know, it's, it's all I love outside of my children. So uh, I'm, I, have I'm to, I have to congratulate. I have to congratulate you. That freaking guide is awesome this year. Congratulations, Thanks. the NBA betting guy. JVT got a model in there as well. Great job on that, man. Yeah, you guys got it. I appreciate it. Uh, check it out at vcin.com slash subscribe. And anywhere you can get – I was going to say your betting guides, but that's only at vcin.com. <laughs> how, how is can, – can we get an update here on Sharp Money on John Von Model? How's it going? Yes. So the, uh, last week, a uh, good bounce back week. So the week before, uh, went 1-4 on best bets, 6-10 and ten on overall edges. We're still well above 500 in both best bets uh, and overall edges. Big bounce back this week. Uh, four and one contest card. Ten wow. three and one on overall edges. So for overall edges, you're hitting at sixty one point eight percent, and we're sixteen and nine in the super contest so far. So models working up pretty well so far. I Unbelievable. Would say so. Yeah, it's that, pretty good. Uh, you Unbelievable. Know, small sample size. So, but but the actually actually the update is today. Uh, it's up on the website of easton.com slash jvt if you want to read it. Uh, also put out the projections, but. <laughs> I did put out there, uh, as the sample size grows, the success is still maintaining itself. So at some point, you've, I guess, got to take it seriously. I'll start to take it seriously when we get into, like, the double digits in terms of weeks. But for right now, still small sample size No, no, no. Why wait? There are guys out on social media. They get the coin toss right on the game, and they're ready to tell you, hey, you need to buy my package. You can eventually buy a house in Malibu. It's okay. Hey, I'll I wasn't you referencing this. you. You should have seen my mentions on Thursday night. I sent them over to Kelly because our biggest edge this week was Washington uh, on Thursday night. So, oh, you should have seen the mentions that I – like, my mentions were great on Thursday when I was get, when the, the commanders were getting abused. It's funny. I didn't get any tweets on Sunday, though. It's really weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Hey, petite. The conversation got petite. Hey, anything different uh, this year, Hardwood Handicappers, with you and Mr. Bidlin? You guys switching anything up? Well, it's like you guys know. Yes, actually, we are. Um, there has been an edict from above – not God, but DraftKings. Might as well be the same thing um, – that we want to do the Hardwood Handicappers podcast every day. So that's going to be in your feed Monday through Fridays. Uh, we're also going to have a John Von Model NBA edition. That's a player-based model. So we're going to have an update article-wise on Fridays and as part of the pod on Fridays as well. Uh, but just look for more like a daily best bets type of thing with some more elongated specials on Tuesdays and Thursdays when the slates are a little bit shorter. And we'll find those on video as well at some point up at VEASAN's YouTube page. Two, well. two, two quick questions for you in reference to the NBA. Your favorite in the Eastern Conference and then who's the legitimate challenger in the West to Denver? Uh, so I, I think first off for the Eastern Conference, I rate Milwaukee a little bit higher than Boston. Only by about just like 1.1 points. Uh, but I think that that is a hand-in-glove fit with those two, and I really like a lot of what they can do. And you still have a very good defensive front court pairing in Giannis Antetokounmpo and Brooke Lopez. So I don't think there's going to be a massive drop-off defensively for them. There will be some at yeah. the point of attack, but I don't think it's going to be huge. Uh, and as far as the Western Conference is concerned, I I'm willing to be chalky. I think the Suns are going to be awesome. I think Devin Booker is going to be an MVP candidate. I think you can look at some pretty long-range prices for him to lead the league in assists, which is going to be a really interesting thing to look at because I think he's going to run the offense a little bit more. He's about 22-1 to 1 at Circa, right behind us, uh, to win MVP. I think that's totally worth looking at. And at DraftKings, you can find them at plus 340 to win the one seed in the Western Conference. I think those are all bettable for Phoenix. I think they're going to be legitimately awesome uh, when it comes to this season. Can I get a thought on my Pistons? Oh, that's it? Yeah, just the thought. Uh, no, mm -hmm. I think they're. I think Kate Cunningham's going to be awesome. And, and I think if you – what's going to be interesting, Patrick, is I wonder if they're going to allow him to win an award like most improved player of the year, considering that last year, you know, his time was cut short, and right. we can call this like his second and a half season because of the way that last year transpired. But he is – people are going to freak out about this. I'm not saying he is Luka Doncic, but he is Luka Doncic-esque when it comes to his body size, his type, and the way that he can handle, run the point, while also so being good. a mismatch physically. He's very, very good. And he's a triple-double threat when he's out there. He's a really good passer. So I think this is going to be a very good breakout year for him and, by extension, the Pistons. If they're going to be better, it's going to be because he's going to be healthy and fully available. I love Kate Cunningham. Uh, be so 28 and a half on the total. 28 and a half on the Pistons total. Wow. I was trying to find that yeah. for you. Be Go careful over. when you guys start posting the, the podcast on YouTube because I, I forgot the cappers portion of the title and different videos showed up that I don't think are you and Kelly. Okay. Uh, so you're <laughs> – <laughs>
<laughs> well, it might be. It might be. That's a good point. <laughs> That's the plus plus <laughs> subscription. I, I have to ask you about him. The Lakers. What's your take on him? With uh, I mean, so my, here's my thing: Is LeBron by Game Sixty going to sit out? Uh, I no, I don't think so. Here's my thing with the Lakers. I think there is more of a reality than we're accepting as a whole that they're much still more like the team like last year. And in last year, they made it to the Western Conference Finals. But you look at a guy like Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent's a career 33% three-point shooter, right? Yeah. Rui Hachimura shot 29% in the regular season from three, and he is not a dynamic three-point shooter. You still have Austin Reeves. You still have Torian Prince. But there's a reality in which this team, which was near the bottom half of the league in three-point frequency, uh, had, was it, I think they were shooting 35% from three-point range on the season, somewhere in there, that they're kind of just the same version of themselves from a season ago. And then all of a sudden you're kind of in a hard place because there was clearly a gap between them and Denver once they got that far and the conference around them got better. So if you're getting the versions of the guys that they signed from their previous years, then yes, this team is going to be better. But I think there is more of a reality than we are accepting here that the Lakers look kind of just like a different version of what they were last year, which is, you know, a good team that made a run, but not a team that is realistically in a a championship contention. The best NBA podcast is Hardwood Handicappers, Jonathan Von Tobel, Kelly Bidlin. What would you say the strength of adding Bidlin to the pod has been? What would you say his strengths are? I don't have to talk as much. <laughs> I think that's, that's probably number one. No, uh, no. Kelly's awesome when it comes to a lot of different stuff. He actually, in the guide, he wrote a bunch of stuff as well when it comes to uh, live wagering, alternate win total angles as well. I, I like that not only do you get – because I'm a person who likes a variety of opinions, right? You know, you get to think of things differently than maybe you wouldn't have if you heard it from somebody else. So Kelly provides that too. But he, he's fantastic when it comes to some of those angles on top of just the everyday stuff when it comes to futures awards and day-to-day betting. Do you ever accidentally call him Dustin because he and I are both large people with beards? No, because he's got a lot more hair than you do. So, it's, it's yeah, it's pretty easy to make that differential. <laughs> I've got more hair in other places. I'll show you later. It's, it's <laughs> okay. minus 500 caches, yeah. Are you, are, you cool, are you cool with your boy Jimmy Butler and his shtick he was doing there? Dude, the... it's, absolutely. It's fantastic, especially if it's going to be his headshot. If it's going to be his headshot all year long with, like, the TNTs <laughs> and all that kind of stuff, it's brilliant. Absolutely it, love it's it. It's perfect because, you know, the follow-up lyrics were going down, down in an earlier yeah, round, and right. they're definitely going to this year. That's right. Hey, <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks are winning that division this year. I promise you that. It's a failure, an absolute failure if they don't. Trey Young stinks. Really? They, when, when Quinn Snyder took over, from the day Quinn Snyder took over to the end of the regular season, that was the fourth best offense in the NBA. They really changed the way they did things. They were better at offensive rebounding. They were better within four feet of the basket. Those are all Quinn Snyder things that they implemented. A full regular offseason of that, they're going to be a lot better this year. It's just hard to play defense when you play four on five every day. That's very true. Trey Young stinks on defense. Better hair, Quinn Snyder or Jonathan Von Tobel? Uh, me, because mine doesn't get as greasy. It I looks have, like Snyder doesn't like shower sometimes. I have more <laughs> hair than Trey Young. He just hasn't shaved his off yet. Yeah. At I the very least, we do know what Brian uh, Rogers, one of our bosses, would look like on like a 20-day Coke bender. Like that's <laughs> oh, Quinn you Snyder. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> that is tremendous. That is that is tremendous. I oh. hadn't even thought of that. Native of California, Jonathan Von Tobel. You can check out the podcast, of course, and YouTube as well. Hardwood Handicappers, all kidding aside, it's the best NBA podcast out there along with Kelly Bidlin. Thank you, JBT. Go Bengals. Go Bengals. <laughs> Go Bengals. We'll give you two percent maybe one percent nick aliotti coming up next if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities, 
and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code SHARP when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. And the Pac-12 has been the best conference in football this year. We're going to talk to a gentleman, Coach Aliotti, that's been involved in the Pac-12 for years and years, of course, Oregon defensive coordinator for years now with the Pac-12 network. He joins us. I'll save, Coach, I'll save Oregon-Washington for a little bit. Let's start on defense, Coach, and talk about USC. Headed to South Bend this weekend. Can the defense hang there against Notre Dame? We saw the problems against Arizona this past weekend. Yeah, they've struggled. Uh, I'm talking about USC's defense. They've really struggled. Um, I don't see Notre Dame or they haven't shown me that they're just a team that scares me throwing the ball. And SC seems to have a little bit more problems with their pass defense than their rush defense. And even though Notre Dame could do a little bit of both of those, I don't see the passing threat from Notre Dame uh, that has given them the problem. So they're going to score 35 to 40 points. That's just what they do with Caleb Williams. And I even expect them to do that against Notre Dame, even though Notre Dame is a good team. So I think they'll hold up because uh, they could put enough points on the board. There's something out of Arizona that you saw last week that Notre Dame could implement, but would their athletes be much more effective against this Trojans offense? Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. Notre Dame has a stronger defense. There's no doubt about that. Uh, USC got off to a very uncharacteristic slow start and had to fight back that whole way, and we're very lucky to win that game. And so if they get off to that start again, they could be in big trouble. But I just don't see Notre Dame hasn't shown me, and I don't watch all their games like I do all the Pac-12 teams, hasn't shown me that they have this great ability to score a lot of points. And I just think SC with all their weapons is going to score at least four touchdowns. So it'll be interesting to see if Notre Dame could keep up. But defensively, yeah, they're a much better team, that being Notre Dame, than Arizona. Coach Nick Aliotti joining us, Pac-12 Network analyst. Let's talk about a couple of good defenses, Coach. UCLA, Oregon State this weekend. Oregon State's laying three and a half, but maybe the surprise of the conference as far as a unit would be this UCLA defense, Coach. Absolutely. UCLA, they looked fantastic 
We were at that Washington State Vince looked very, very good. They were extremely stout uh, with their four. They were able to rush three and four men most of the time, and that's the best of both worlds, guys, when you could rush three or four and play maximum coverage, uh, especially against a team like Washington State. Now, that being said, I think Oregon State poses a different problem because Oregon State is very good at running the ball and playing at home. An Oregon State team at home is even more dangerous, and they do a great job of running the ball, play-action pass, and Jonathan Smith is always going to have a couple tricks or wrinkles that can cause some issues. But to this point, Notre Dame, surprisingly, because they have a lot of new faces on their defense, has been outstanding on defense. Now, the thing I worry about, jumping ahead here a little bit, is will the freshman quarterback, that being Dante Moore for UCLA, uh, you saw where he had problems against Utah on the road. He's going to face that same issue. Uh, Not as stout a defense, but a good enough defense. And Oregon State's a tough place to play on the road. Coach, you mentioned Oregon State. DJ Uyunglele, what is your assessment on how he's performed under Jonathan Smith? The two, two tailbacks are just outstanding when you look at what they're able to do uh, between Fenwick and Martinez. You know, he's he's been off and on, hot and cold, DJ, that is. Um, I thought against Cal, though, if you had an opportunity to see that game or go back and watch the game, which I did this this week, he threw a couple passes that I haven't seen him throw in quite some time, uh, kind of a corner route about 25, 30 yards down the field where he laid it right in there. And if DJ can play at that level and that with that consistency, then I think Oregon State becomes a much, much scarier team. But right now uh, they rely, that being Oregon State, on the run and play-action pass. They're not asking him to win the game. They're asking him to just not, I hate to say it this way, pretty much not screw it up. And they're trying to stay ahead of the chains with their run game and their boots in the short passing game. Okay, Coach, let's get to it. Oregon-Washington, maybe the most anticipated matchup of the year. Just two great teams, two balanced teams. Let's start there. Which one, Oregon or Washington, which one is the more balanced team, both offensively and defensively? Oregon. And I don't say that because I spent my career at Oregon. I try to be very truthful in my analysis and what I see. Oregon, to me, first of all, let's put it this way. Offensively, they rush for over 200 yards a game, and they pass it for over 250 to 300 yards a game. Okay, so they have a much more balanced offensive attack. Defensively, I think they're a little bit ahead of Washington in their overall defense, and they appear to have a better secondary than they had last year. So Oregon is a more balanced team, but Washington's at home, and that's where it makes it very difficult to say, hey, who's going to win this football game? Because I think the home field advantage always gives you, you know, a pause as to when it's this close as who has the upper hand. But if you ask me who's more balanced, without a doubt, Oregon is a much more balanced team. Coach, you're a former defensive coordinator. How difficult is it when you are Washington and you've got to protect against Bo Nix on third down and three and the play breaks down and his scrambling ability? What does he present for Washington that could be a real challenge in this game, aside from just overall ability? Anytime, gentlemen, you have a quarterback that when you have everything stopped, so to speak, and a guy can scramble out of it and run for the first down or extend the play by staying alive because Bo's that kind of athlete and keep his eyes downfield where he can complete a pass, it's extremely dangerous. One of the toughest things to defend against is a mobile quarterback that can also really throw it. And Bo could do both of those things. So uh, both teams have their hands full as far as defensively. I think the team that offensively really, and it's not anything that you guys don't know, the team that doesn't turn it over probably is going to end up winning that game because it's that close. 
Coach, the duck is going to be doing a lot of BS push-ups this weekend. We know that, correct? Now, the question is, Washington's offense, how good are they? Are they good? Are they great? Are they exceptional? The best offense in college football right now? Where are the Huskies? They are outstanding. Maybe the best I've seen in a long time when it comes to throwing the ball. They have an outstanding passing attack. They have three great receivers in Ndunze, McMillan, and Polk. And Penix has been on fire. Penix might throw the best pass of anybody playing in college football right now as far as a pure passer, pure thrower. So they're very dangerous. The thing they're going to have to do, though, is run the ball a little bit. And Penix is more of a pocket passer than what you see out of Bo with boots and scrambles and stuff. Penix seems to want to not scramble as much and try to push the ball down the field. So, But as far as throwing the ball, Washington is as good as there is and very explosive because they can strike quick with their passing game. Coach Aliotti, Pac-12 Network Analyst. It's going to be awesome. Oregon, Washington there on Lake Washington this weekend. Coach, we'll be watching you. Enjoy the games this weekend. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. Have a great day. Thank you. you too. Thank you, Coach. That was, of course, a reference with the Ducks BS push-ups. <laughs> the last time, Amal, you guys had them on. I wasn't here. And I think you said something about the Duck doing push-ups after every score and he said they were bs push-ups correct <laughs> absolutely he was not pleased with the uh, effort by the duck <laughs> i can't wait for this game we'll have plenty more as the week progresses but that's a top 10 match up there on lake washington when we return professional handicapper scott spritzer joins us live there at the d If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.